Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and past over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Enjoy the episode. Grace here and welcome to the afterlight and my guest today is Elsie Lake she's an experienced psychic tarot advisor and author and co-founder of the afterlight institute alongside yours truly Elsie holds a bachelor's degree in metaphysical science and has been studying and reading tarot cards for over 20 years she is the number one best-selling author gifted in the divinatory arts and cardomancy and can offer you clarity and guidance about your future Elsie offers her psychic tarot sessions via online conferencing for her worldwide clients and in person for her Australian South Coast locals. Whether you are facing a big decision or just want to know what to expect in the coming weeks or months, Elsie can give you the insights that you need. And Elsie's joining me today. We're going to be talking about all things tarot. I'd like to find out how Elsie started. We're going to be talking about the information that you can garner from a tarot reading, whether or not you should read tarot for yourself. We're also going to be talking about how social media has really changed the way that psychics are showing up. I also want to ask Elsie the big question, which is how do you give bad advice or maybe not bad advice, maybe a bad result or a result that somebody is not really hoping that they get? For example, does he love me? Does she love me or not? So Elsie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I uh, It's just a couple of besties hanging out is really what's about to happen. It is, as always. Yeah, it's just a normal week for us. Yeah, that's right. So Pleasure tell to be here. <laughs> tell me a little bit about how your spiritual journey began. I mean, I know you are clearly you're very experienced, but have you always been spiritual? Is this something that sort of happened? Uh, did you have an aha moment with tarot cards? I think no. I think I was born with a with a deck of tarot cards in my hands. Um, it's uh, it's been quite a long journey from where it started to where I am today, many many years. So, like my first experience would have been with mysticism would have been when I was around about five years old. I came across one of my mother's books on the supernatural, um, and I clearly remember reading a chapter on stigmata and being fascinated with the stories and the photos. Uh, and about a year later, my auntie she gave me a book on dream interpretation, and from there I, I just became completely obsessed. Um, when I was about 13, we moved to the south coast of Australia and into a small town. And uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so it was it was a good, and in those small towns, I had a gorgeous little uh, esoteric bookshop. And that's where my studies really began. Um, so that was in Berry. So that's the, um, I forget, Global Contact. That's what it was called. Yes. Um, so I started with astral projection and then moved on to divination. And so then when I was about 15, um, the bookshop owner um, 
in Berry. She told me, she introduced me to a medium who was teaching psychic self-development and mediumship course. Um, so I was very young, but I ended up studying this with her and the tarot um, with her for over 10 years. Um, so then uh, later I received my Bachelor of Metaphysics um, and I also studied the International College of Healing and Metaphysics in Sydney. And I guess probably the most recent uh, study that I've been doing is uh, mentoring under Paul Fenton-Smith, who's the founder of the Academy of Psychic Sciences in Sydney. Um, he really did take my tarot practice to a much heightened level. Um, and Paul, he's, he's a true master. He's called the, uh, his students call him the tarot sensei. So he's, he's very good. And our listeners may be familiar with him because he has been yeah. on the show a couple of times. And yeah, he definitely yeah. is the tarot psychic ten sensei, I would say. I have a couple yeah. of questions about your journey. So one of the things mm -hmm. that I think is interesting, you know, you talk about being born with a tarot deck in your hand. I yeah. think that when we're younger, you know, especially when we're teenagers, I, I think we're still aware of our you know, kind of our connection to source energy, our connection mm. to spirit. And obviously we have that sort of, we're not fearful of things, you know, like we are when we're adults, we're kind of a little bit more inquisitive. I think we still have that childlike wonder within us. Yeah. But one of the things that I notice a lot of the people that I interview is that they're on the spiritual path, something happens and they get off it, or they're not on it and something happens and they get on it or they're on it, off it and on it, which is my particular journey. I guess I'm wondering for you, you know, did you ever take any, any breaks on your spiritual journey? Have you just been fully immersed in the practice, you know, from the very beginning? I think that the, um, your journey will take you on certain paths so that you can learn things that you need for the big picture. So I did sort of go off my spiritual journey and move into, um, you know, more uh, digital marketing. And that gave me the skills I needed to then become the successful tarot reader that I am today. So I, I don't believe that I was ever off the spiritual path. I just wasn't fully like, a, I wasn't a tarot reader for that period because I needed to learn the, the digital marketing side so that I could then present and, and offer my readings to a worldwide audience. So I still think that those years were me being on my spiritual path. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I also think it's important, you know, that yeah, one of the things that I've been really thinking about lately is that our spirit guides really do give us the information that we need at the the time that we need it. And I think that, yes. I don't know how you feel about it, but if we're working all the time, that's exhausting. And also we don't mm -hmm. allow any time for our human development, for our self-development, for us to go through experiences that are sort of separate from, I almost said separate from the fairy world, but separate well, yeah. from the spirit world. And separate from magic. And so when my clients connect with me, my mission is to take them on a magical journey because I want them to feel like that re reality has shifted. They've entered a mystical realm of enchantment and wonderment because I want, I want them to tap into that inner magic within them, which I do believe a lot of adults have lost. Um, so that's why when a person enters my space, space whether it's, it's in person or online, I want them to feel like they've entered a big old fortune teller tent with heavy patchouli incense and velvet drapes and big crystal balls because I want I want them to feel like they they are having an experience um, and I think that also just to tap into like I said to the magic and that that child that inner child that that did believe in magic before you know we unlearn that as an adult. Yeah. And if you are watching this on YouTube, you'll see Elsie's beautiful background. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I really strongly encourage you to head over to YouTube and, 
and check out Elsie's background because she uh, definitely in, encompasses the magic and wonder that she's alluded yeah. to here. All my magical trinkets and, and magical things. Yeah. I love that. And actually, um, you didn't plan that at all, but you know, of course you're psychic, so that's why you said it. But in a couple of weeks, I'm also going to be interviewing a uh, specialist all about the inner child and healing the mother wound as well. That's really an important journey is actually one that I'm on myself because I kind of thought that, oh yeah, I've done inner child work, like set and forget without sort of realizing that it's an ongoing thing. It's a, Mm. it's a continuous practice, isn't it? To open up to the wonderment of all. And how do you remain, you know, kind of, how do you have that childlike wonder? Like, I know you have a child, maybe that's part of it that can help you with it, but how do you remain sort of open to these experiences is it that you play in the world that you're creating for yourself um well I guess it just comes from being a lifetime student teacher of the tarot magic um because for me it's all about the mysteries I love entering the mystical realms where the secrets of the universe are, are revealed you know so I I guess I have so much enthusiasm for magic and divination that that's what keeps the magic alive for me um and I try to keep that that magic um, I try to to, to in, place that magic, lack of a better word, into every aspect of my life. And I encourage my clients to do the same. Um, I think that it's important that we try to turn some aspects or in my, in my case, every aspect into an enchantment. Um, so that's, that, and that's what I feel like the tarot cards are. I feel like it has a magical energy and that is why I'm drawn to them. And that, that, that tool helps me keep the magic alive as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I noticed is that people sort of gravitate towards tarot or oracle. I don't mm-hmm. really see a lot of cross crossover. Uh, that being said, I do feel like you kind of have, you know, your oracle deck that you do use maybe now and again. But what is it about the tarot? You know, is it the the structure of it? Is it the, you know, no. the fact that it was first? It's like the, you know what is it the OG it's like the original the gangster the rider way is the OG of the tarot right away you know? is the OG and that was it my is. first deck I will yeah. say although for me it was a little bit too like geez I can't even <laughs> read this but anyway well I always recommend uh, my students of, of, or students of tarot to begin with the right away um, deck because it helps you build a strong foundation to translate to all other decks which are built upon this system. Um, This deck is a powerhouse of esoteric knowledge. Like every image, every symbol is carefully chosen right down to the colors and expressions on some of the characters. Uh, It is all packed with meaning and nothing, everything was placed for a purpose. So within the deck, you can find numerology, astrology, color magic, the Kabbalah, the tree of life, angels, elements. It's, it's just like a masterpiece. like so much that you can intuitively work with and it is it is just it, it just radiates with energy I think and that's you can't I, I just can't pass that up yeah I guess it's sort of you know when people learn something then they go that's the truth for me or yeah. they gravitate towards something then they go that is you know for me I I don't know if you can I don't know if you can relate to this because I feel like you're into a lot more scary stuff, even as an adult than I am. I kind of was into scary stuff as a teenager. And then I learned that a lot of stuff like that could be true. So it freaked me out. And I kind of like, have been working through fear around stuff. I would, I would say actually, but 
the the tarot, you know, and reading the Rider Waite, I mean, very often until I was reading professionally, I just read for myself or sometimes mm-hmm. I would read for friends, but it was pretty much always angel cards. And I guess I'm kind of wondering, how do you sort of circumnavigate some of those scary images and some of those scary messages and look at them or reframe them in a positive way? Or do you just kind of give it to the person straight and say, you know, this person's cheating on you, or this person's a liar, or this is about to crash, or? Yeah, I, I don't see anything in the tarot as being scary at all uh, for me. It's, um, it, it demonstrates the different balances we have within life when it comes to good and evil. It, it, we, we're battling this every single day. So that's, it's just reflective of what life can be like. And so um, not a lot of the cards in the, in the tarot, I would say, are scary. I guess the two that would jump out would be, um, yeah, the devil and the tower and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of the swords, the swords can, you know, sword three, sword ten, sword things like can really um, scare a lot of people. But uh, it, I just think that the ability of being able to predict or to warn or to um, give people the choice uh, choices that they can make around certain situations really does save them from anything, can save them from the evilness that you may yes. see in the deck. So it needs to be there so that it has a presence. Right. That's right. Cause not everything is, you know, lollipops and rainbows and that kind of thing. And I know when I was talking to Paul, you know, he was talking about how you, you shouldn't read your own tarot or your own Oracle, but everyone does it, you know, we yeah. all do it. And maybe that's, you know, while I'm listening to your talk, I'm thinking, Yeah, actually, because when you're reading for someone else, you're more objective. You're not, you know, in it. And what I really like about your answer there as well is you're sort of talking about, wait a minute, this is saying what's coming. This isn't saying what is completely locked in. This is saying, hey, you're heading down a particular path or trajectory that's taking you towards this. I mean, that being said, if there are influences currently in your life. So, yeah, so so it's a belief system. It is. That is a great way to put it. So I, I believe that the tarot, a tarot reading can offer insights into the different paths that can lead to a person's future. So um, I think the tarot is more more than just a tool for divination. It's also It can also be a tool for growth um, because each, as I said before, each card has many different layers of meaning from basic man, mundane meanings to mystical and magical ones. Um, so you, the way I see it is that each card holds a unique message, like a, a lesson waiting to be uncovered and considered in the context of your life. So that's why it's that's that's the type of of power that you can access in a psychic reading, whether it be the cards or an oracle, or you know, with with the right person. Um, I think that um, yeah, it can be a tool for not just divination and and warning you of things that are coming to your future but as I said for 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 growth personal growth you know you just talked about your psychic abilities as well and I guess I'm curious as to whether or not your psychic abilities you know are kind of brought to the forefront through the cards or whether or not you're reading the cards and then you have that kind of sixth sense that sort of comes in on top of it you know, how do you see your tarot cards and your tarot readings, cardomancy, matching up with your psychic ability? Uh, I, I see psychic ability as just being trust. And so it's trusting in your intuition. And so you need that. That's the first step. Um, don't question it. Just believe it and know that it's, it is right. So when I'm giving a reading and I put the cards down, I just talk. And so I just trust that what's going to come out 
is is the, what the person needs to hear. I don't. It's just tr I trust, and it is there. That is as simple as it is for me. One of the things that I've noticed myself when I'm reading is sometimes I'll be reading and I'll get you know similar cards to maybe somebody that I've read for previously, and yet. Mm -hmm. They have a completely different meaning based yes. on the relationship with the cards or the content that we're talking about, or else I'll just know, wait a minute, this card may say this and may have meant that for that person, but for you, it means this. So do you find that for yourself? And I guess that's where that trust really does come in. Yes, it is all about that trust, but um, I do also believe that tarot has the, um, has a standard meaning for every card like there there is um uh like a system there that you need to follow but beyond that i think that every psychic will have a different interpretation for pretty much every card as well like the underlying lesson and uh, lessons are there and um uh you know the um the symbols and things like you know there is that structure there but i i would probably read it uh, like the three the three of um swords differently to somebody else based off my experience so that's why reading and reading for hundreds of people is so important because that's the only way that you can learn the, your unique meanings for the cards so so yeah true yeah the, the cards placed in a certain um spread uh or for a certain person and a certain question has to all be taken into account as well but then there is that other layer of your personal meanings for the cards that you need to take into consideration, which comes down to the psychic ability as well. Right. Uh, do you read reversals? And for our listener at home, I think our listener at home would already know this because many people who are listening are very yep. well, you know, advanced on their journey. But if not, that's okay. It's just a reversal is when the card flips and it's upside down. So yep. do you read as reversal? Do you flip them back? How do you yes. kind of handle No, no, it? I absolutely read reversals. I've been taught that my whole life for many, many years that reversals are important. Um, so I come from the old school of reading and everybody read reversals. So yeah. I do find that the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, there has been a bit of a movement towards that. You don't have to read reversals, but I just come from old school. That's what I do. I um, also believe, I love that when I get a reversal, it's an extra message for the person to then uh, be, be told the negative aspect of the card and then have a little bit of discussion around how they can turn things around so that it, we can then garner the positive aspect of that card so it does definitely gives you an extra layer on every single card in the deck so it's it's mm -hmm. much more robust system when you read reversals right so you don't have 78 cards you have like 78 cards times two basically <laughs> yeah, <do> math, <laughs> it's like 156 cards so i'm yeah. wondering for you if somebody first comes to see you you know they're a new client mm -hmm. how do you sort of approach that do you find out do you you know find out about their history do you ask them for a theme on what's going on what's your sort of standard practice for somebody who's coming to get a reading from you I explain to uh, the person who's come for reading uh, that the tarot is is a guide and that we're going to be able to explore the potential outcomes of the choices that the person might face but I definitely emphasize that there is a um, there is a strong level of free will so that's why I don't read anything past two years, which I think is surprising for a lot of clients. Um, and that is all because, and I've been taught this, but it's also all because of the free will. You cannot uh, realistically predict things past two years because of all of the things that can change. 
Um, so, you know, I will, uh, with, when a client comes to me, I will uh, weigh the pros and cons of their journey and together we'll create like a roadmap towards the future that the client is wishing to manifest. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into their history. So when they sit down, they, oh no, I don't want to know anything about them. Um, that comes later, that the reading has to be done cold. And so we, we generally would start with a general reading um, so they don't ask anything. And out of that general reading, it, it will either connect that client's higher self to the reading so that I can say, okay, here are the people in the situations that are happening in your life. Does, do, you know, does this make sense to you? And when they, they validate that, I know the cards have connected to their energy. And from there, we can ask questions. Sometimes, quite often, actually nearly every time, that initial general reading will, uh, you will discover the questions that need to be asked or that they're dying to ask within that first reading, which is just the way that the cards will connect with their energy as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just like a roller coaster from there. It's just, yeah, there's a lot going on. So do you tend to focus on relationships, career, health, and all that sort of in the one reading, or do you find that it's important to niche down? You, we always end up niching down, even if the client says, I don't have any really anything to ask because of that general reading, there's always something that needs to be, needs to come to the forefront and mm -hmm. they will, they will always recognize that thing. And then, you know, an hour will go so fast, you, but <laughs> you generally get so five, five, five spreads of five different questions around certain, um, uh, you know, certain, around that certain topic that has has um, revealed itself in that first reading. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when it comes down to, you know, what are the topics that I get asked the most um, with my, uh, with the clients, it's very mixed, but on lives, I do notice that there is there, depending on which um, platform you're on, um, TikTok, a lot of people are just wanting to know about their love life. Um, that's, I guess, which I think is so much fun. On Valentine's Day, I did, just, I did a, um, a love question specific live for uh, my followers, which was so much just amazing. Um, and you and I also did a live that night, or no, that week that um, yeah. I also focused on love, which is just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I do find that, yeah, the questions generally do, there is always, it's always about relationships in the end, but uh, career is also a, a big one that I will find comes up. I think we need to get into the big conversation, which is, you know, psychic ethics, choosing a psychic, and also about maybe the roles and the responsibilities of a psychic. So I kind of want to start that conversation or that dialogue off with, you know, how do you recommend that people initially choose their, you know, their psychic? Is it word of mouth? Is it watching them and seeing whether or not they're, you know, their ethics align? Could be either. Um, I think that um, uh, word of mouth is fantastic, but I, I when I, I I don't know it, word of mouth is fantastic, but I also think that it's so brilliant that we have uh, a lot of psychics um, doing you know doing free lives or or being present on social media so that you yeah. can then see what they're about and, and can, you can connect to you know the style of readings that they can give you without having to go to the reading. So it's, it's almost like you get um, a demonstration. Yes. Um, and I think that that's a really good way of seeing if a psychic is uh, someone that you would want to spend uh, like a full hour with. Um, that, yeah, that would have prob probably have to be the number one way I would say in this modern world. I have a 
question. Uh, I'm just going to go on a tangent for a second because I don't want to write it down, although I'm writing notes. But, you know, with you and me, there's like a thousand things oh, to, yeah. to discuss. Totally. So Boy. just when you're talking about, you know, how if this psychic is someone you want to spend an hour with. And then what came to me in my head was also, is this someone that you want to invest with? How do you find people sort of, you know, deal with with the investment level? I mean, I find like people can go and they can go to the, you know, go out for dinner or go buy nice bottles of wine or anything and not really bulk at the price of that. Or they can even see a therapist or buy a nice pair of shoes or something. But sometimes when they go, oh, well, I have to pay for your service. I might as well just try to do it myself or find some online <laughs> card generator. You know, how do you kind yeah. of explain to people, wait a minute? No, I, I don't. I no, I just say go ahead because <laughs> I go ahead and do that because then those type of people who if as soon as they say that, they'll never be convinced. I don't believe it's worth my time to try and convince them of of mm -hmm. um, you know, how I can change their life in or help them to change their life. I think the right people are sent to me at the right time. And so I never fight it and I never try to explain myself. I never have. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great answer. And I totally agree with you. And I think that for me, one of the things that I'm really strong on is that people very rarely put plans into action or take mm -hmm. the information if it's free. I've given business advice for, for free. You know, I've given my time and people just will not, they don't value it in the same way. Whereas if they pay, then they're kind of going, oh, I need to get the most out of this or I need to listen yeah. or take notes or really be present. It also depends on the personality as well, because they could say, all right, I, I'm, I'm so invested in this. I, I, I'm going to listen. I'm going to travel there and I'm, I'm really going to make sure I'm face to face with the person. And, and, you know, I know, I know I, I want somebody to validate what I'm feeling. You will get that validation. I will validate every single thing that you are thinking and feeling, but you will still deny the answer. And no matter which way you spin it and no matter which way you ask the question, that answer will still reveal itself in the same way because that's a lesson that's needing to be learned. And if they are closed off to uh, overcoming that, they're not ready. Um, there's not much that can be done. So it's not a bad reading. It's just the person is still at the early stages of uh, overcoming something within their personality that could very much well have been stemmed from their childhood. So you can't change them in one reading it might take around you know four or five readings to then be able to identify what that thing could be that they need to work on before they're able to be in a place to change enough to manifest what they want in their life right so are you kind of talking about someone books a reading with you they uh, have applied for their dream job and they feel like they're not qualified and they're not going to get it. And they come to you and you say, you know what? It really looks like you're not going to get it. And they want to hear different or they go, I want to move or does so-and-so yeah. still love me? And, and so they, are you talking about how they probably know on an intuitive level, the actual answer they're asking you to validate sometimes. it sometimes, sometimes, but when it comes to things like, will I get the job? They probably don't know. Um, and if they don't get it, I just guide them in a direction of the bigger and better thing that's that's coming for them because it wasn't yeah. meant to be. So, I mean, it's depending on how you want to look at that. If it's somebody that's coming to a tarot reader or, or you know, a psychic in some way and saying, um, I, I have, I, I'm always attracting the wrong type of person. And um, so can you tell me about this next relationship? And you see that same pattern. 
I'm still going to tell you that that's what I see and then we need to talk about why. So there is yeah. an element of um, psychology within the cards and it, that's what's part of the conversation is to say, look, this is what's going to happen, but maybe we need to have a think about um, why. Why why are you attracting this to yourself? Because we can't blame an outward energy. We have mm -hmm. to look within. Mm -hmm. I know there's all kinds of people, so I'm completely generalizing here, but I guess my question to you is that do you think that you know, some people go to psychics because they just want confirmation on a beautiful, bright future. And some people are coming because they want to take responsibility for their lives and steal the, steer the ship. And do you think there's kind of two sort of types of people? Two, or Yeah, yes, I do. There probably is two. Yes, because I I've, have experienced clients and it is all, it'll, it's, it's all down to the t personality types. So my mentor, Paul, taught me that, you know, every personality type is based off a suit in the um, tarot and so you'll have your uh, ones that are very passionate and sociable people that um very fiery and and um want things moving really fast and then you have your your swords who are very analytical and very intelligent and uh, like lo like lots of communication and we've got our cups which are emotional um and our ones who are more grounded so i make sure that i identify who they are within the the um the suits so that i know what i'm dealing with and that helps me give advice to the client every time. It's very powerful. Right. So that's interesting because I'm a business mentor, as you know. And one of the things mm -hmm. that I like to teach people is letting them know that there are different types of personalities and they're, they like to be taught things in a certain way. They read emails in a certain way. They communicate in a certain way. So do you kind of identify your client? And then based on that, you're able to communicate in a language they understand? Yes, it helps. It definitely helps because you know, you know, whether they need that information spoken very slowly, like the cups, or whether they need it really fast and um, they need it in dot points, like a like a, um, a, a sword, because you know they're going to take that action. You know, same with the um, the wands. Um, it, yeah, it, it, the way I deliver that information will be different based on the suit that I identify, and that generally comes out within the first um, general spread as well. So you talked earlier about how sometimes people need multiple readings to kind of maybe look at situations in a different way or even feel empowered about their ability to change their future. I guess I'm wondering how many psychic readings is too many and, you know, do you have a sort of a rule for yourself? Do you, you know, are regulars a thing that you encourage or, you know, how do you kind of draw the line? Is it a case by case basis? Because I will yeah, say that like there's a whole industry of people that are going to psychics all the time. And I personally have a problem with that, you know, yeah. because I just think it's case by case and yeah. it, it, it will, will come down to if a client is, I have a repeat client that is coming to ask the same question. Um, they're basically just saying, I'm giving you the same answer. And so there's, I don't believe that you need to come and see me until you've made, you know, taken some necessary steps towards your uh what you're trying to manifest so yeah. that's a conversation to have with the specific client i mean i will have some clients that will come to me for different things within their life so they will take action on certain things that i've asked them and then they want to work on something else within their life or they might have something that's come up and they just wanted some advice around that at that in that moment so it's not the same theme repeating itself over and over so i would see them more often but um you can generally pick out the the repeat offenders who will they because they don't listen like when you're when you're giving the reading they're just wanting to hear the next thing they're not really taking it in so you, I can identify that type of client quite quickly yeah 
Do you, you know, do you have a story or an experience that you remember where, you know, the tarot really affected that person or where you saw that they were able to, you know, use that to really empower them in their life? Or even, you know, if you don't want to share a client, you know, because of confidentiality, maybe for yourself, even whether or not, you know, you you've gotten those signs and it's encouraged you to make a decision or it's empowered you or it's helped you sort of fend off, you know, a, a, I, a drama. Yeah, I find that, you know, again, you, it's depending on the type of personality you're dealing with, but you will have those that majority of them will say, I already knew that. I just needed it to be validated. Um, those are the ones that have been thinking about this for a long time, but just needed that little extra like clarity around something that um, they think maybe this is all in their head or maybe they're, they're doubting their own psychic ability and their own intuition. So they're just needing somebody to agree. Yes, you're right. You're on the right track. This will happen. Sometimes when you have a reading with someone and you tell them, like you're saying, exactly what you need to hear and, yeah. or what they want to hear and it empowers them to make life life decisions. I mean, I know that I remember, you know, that I've had readings before where I've, I've kind of validated, you know, the people in their life or the things that they're doing to them. And maybe they weren't even aware of it. Do you think that sometimes that yeah. also happens? They don't, they're not aware of their influences. Yes. A lot of the time, most of the time. Um, but then you will have some clients that will say they'll remember everything you said and then they'll come back and go, yes, this happened and that happened um, because they're waiting for life to unfold in that way. Um, so again, it's about the personality and the type of person they are, whether they're going to take action or whether they're just going to be comfortable enough to allow that to happen or whether, you know, if it comes down to something like, will I get it or won't I get it, that you are showing them that um, if it isn't what is going to eventuate, that there is another path so that they have something to look forward to. Mm. Um, don't ever just say, no, sorry, you're not going to get it or that's not going to happen and leave it there. It's going to be, but let's have a look at what's further down the track for you. And that, um, that sort of makes it a little bit easier for them to digest that information. Do you read your own tarot? No, I don't. I don't. And you know what? I wish I could because so, um, that's why you asked me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it, I could, I could definitely do it, but I, I, like we've talked before, I'm too objective in that I won't listen to it because I'll be like too headstrong, um, but I will accept it. And so I just feel like I, I would rather just go along with my, my inner intuition than to pull a card. So yeah. that's, that's probably a stronger uh, power for me. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, no, I just don't. I just, but you know what I might if like a certain spread just say you've got five different decisions that you need to make and so um I would and, and like make it pull a card for every single um option and then I'll I'll make I can then go oh, okay that that makes sense um as to going this way but it generally just confirms what I already know that's probably mm. the only spread that I will that I will um use from time to time so do you mean that if I came to you and I said, I have five job, job opportunities or I have five places that I could move to that you go, okay, let's look at the possible outcome for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just Ooh. a five card spread and um, we put it in a line and we just, you know, make sure we know that it, what card represents which choice. And uh, you would generally lean towards uh, the card that was the most positive generally would look for a major arcana card oh, yeah. out of that reading. The sun, basically. Yes. The sun would be, oh, or the would star, be a, maybe. Yeah. That would be a yes for sure. Yes. So 
I know that some readers, they use multiple decks uh, during one reading and mm -hmm. other people, they're really, you know, they use one deck. So I was just kind of wondering, because I've sort of seen you before where you'll do a tarot reading and then you might go, boom, I'm going to chuck on an Oracle card here. So hmm. can you yeah. tell me a little bit about your style of tarot reading? You know, does it change based sure. on the client or what information you're trying to get? I own so many decks like I have so many it's insane but I only ever use the right of weight when I'm reading and I will use it an oracle that I've designed myself because I know it inside out and I will use that just I will just throw one card on just to confirm or just give a little bit of information it always just adds to what I've already said within mm -hmm. the right of weight spread um uh, just recently I have changed and started using another oracle um I think it's the witches I forget what it's called I have to um have to look it up but it's um which i just i just really related to that that um that deck and i have used that in some instances but if i have generally i find that if i'm i will use that for when i'm doing live because it's a little bit more fun for um the uh, the demonstration if wow. i'm doing um but when i have done readings for clients an hour-long reading it is it is a little bit it breaks it up a little bit if you throw on an oracle but i won't do that too often within the reading maybe only once so let's talk now a bit about doing online readings. And I want to share a little story with you and our listener at home, because uh, I just think that this was, it really upset me, which is why I'm bringing it up. Well, it didn't really upset me. I shouldn't say that. It just, it, it triggered me for a second. And then I went, wait a minute. So I do live readings as, as do you. And we do, we do some together as well on the Afterlight Institute page on Thursday evenings here in Australia. And uh, I was promoting, you know, one of my lives and in different groups that I'm in. And somebody wrote a comment and they said, doing live readings, I call BS. And then, you know, some other things about basically how that's, it's impossible and it won't ever work. And one of the things that I find just absolutely so incredible, and I'm sure that our listener at home is familiar with energy and how you can really feel vibes from people, you know, you don't have to be in the same room, is yeah. actually how amazing readings can be online and when you yeah. just get the person's name or something so I guess I was just kind of wondering you know what are your thoughts on that and how do you think social media is really changing the game for you know light workers like ourselves sure sure so I believe tarot reading on TikTok and other social media apps are a hit because they know how to grab your attention with their watch time indicator um, but personally, I, I also think that Tara's migration to social media is absolutely necessary because it's just the, a modern spin on the classic psychic radio show. And so as a psychic offering services, you, you do need to have a presence there. Um, so, you know, that being said, if we want to, you know, narrow down a, a, a platform, TikTok is great for finding tarot readings with cool and trendy vibes, but it, it also has a lot of people claiming to be tarot readers without any really experience or knowledge. Um, to me, tarot is an art form, so it takes years of practice and dedication to master um, any psychic you know, ability, mediumship and things like that. Um, so I think that um, some people get excited about it because there's a bit of a movement happening there and uh, they want to turn it into a career before they're truly ready, which can be risky for both them and the people seeking their services. Um, so I think that if people are interested in tarot on these platforms, sure, enjoy it as a fun hobby and make sure you approach it with caution. But my advice is to ensure that you are treating a psychic tarot reading with respect for its power and depth. 
and always seek out experienced tarot readers do your research yeah yeah Yeah. and the thing is that when you're connecting with people like Elsie myself um and you know many of the other readers online they they know their stuff they know mm, their so. stuff. Yeah. We're giving I've seen, real advice. I, but I have also seen readers who are reading tarot cards and I can just see them making it up and they're just throwing like these cards out there and I'm going, that's not, that's like, you, you yeah. know, sure you can have your own interpretation, but that's like so off field as to what that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, that's right. Do your research. You, you, you will discover it very quickly if, if the person is, is, legit, is legitimate and that they've put mm-hmm. in the, you know, the years beho- behind the practice. Mm-hmm. um that's why that's why you know the flip side is that that's why social media um readings are so powerful as a, as a, a a way for people to see your work as well so yeah if you if you, if you just be careful about who you approach um you know there's there's good and bads in, in both you can look at it in, in, in a positive or a negative way so yeah, that's why when I see you say somebody wrote that comment about you know that uh, online reading the BS, I call BS. Because, yes, because we have done so many and we get yeah. validation every single reading. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Are like, you listening? <laughs> I know it's funny and I guess you know part of my ego is like I want to defend myself this woman yeah. has no I want to invite her to the show and be like well yeah test me you know but then I just don't even <laughs> no. it's you just not really worth it um, no. you know when you're talking though about the different types of readers one of the things that I personally do when I'm listening to someone read is I notice how I feel when I'm listening to them and I notice whether or not I feel anxiety or I feel inspired or I feel you know and one woman I saw before reading online it's just like she was just doing a diatribe she's not interested just saying magic and miracles and affirmations and like different things like that like she had nothing better to do than to be there and for me that made me feel not inspired not empowered and you know how do you kind of discern whether or not someone's telling the truth because there are a lot of people out there that maybe don't actually really know and if they have a hundred videos and five thousand or five hundred thousand followers they may think this person's the real deal and it's possible that you know their vanity stats they're not real they're paid or people who are on there just maybe are on there for another reason or they don't really know better it depends on the person and what they're looking for because I've seen people on social media platforms, um, hundreds of people watching somebody open one of those answer books and they're just going, reading a question, yes, reading a question, no, reading a question, maybe, and they're eating it up. So if that's the type of, if that's what you're after, that's entertainment, go for it. But um, it's hard for me to say because I know because I'm an experienced psychic tarot reader that I would know what to look for. Um, I would be taking a lot more serious when I was when I was uh watching people on those platforms um yeah it's a hard it's a hard one because it just depends on the type of reading or the type of message that you're looking for and how serious you're taking it and that just can only come down to watching the person having you know an experience with that person on the live if you can and using your intuition and your trust to know Mm. And also what's just come to me, thank you, is that uh, you could always go on there and ask a question that you know the answer to already, like a real, and then see, you know, what the response is, you know, very often when you're working with a pendulum, you're, and you're programming it, you're asking your yes, you know, your maybe your no answers, and then you test it and you go, do I have brown hair? Is my name Lauren? And you get those. So Mm. that might be sort of a fun way of doing it, but I like how you're kind of talking about keep it light, 
keep it fun, you know, you know, yeah. until it's you know, a really serious question. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to like, I would say go, if you're going on the social media platform to do the live readings, I, I wouldn't recommend going and asking a serious question about your life purpose or anything that it should just be for lightheartedness. Um, yeah. And leave that for the for the actual VIP like a private reading yeah. with the psychic that's, that's, that's where that platform for that type of reading. Yeah, I like that you actually brought that up because when you're on those readings and, you know, for you and me, we do them, we do power readings. So we do five, yeah. six minute meetings. And when I'm doing mediumship and I've got a spirit coming through or a soul coming mm -hmm. through, I'm just telling you what I get. And we don't have yeah. time to like go into it and see the, all the messages and everything, you know, because we're just trying mm -hmm. to be punchy and serve everyone as many people as we can. So if you do have these big questions, you know, like you said, go for the VIP, go for the full hour so that, you know, you can work out the situation, you can get the actual clarity and the guidance from source energy that you want, as opposed to just right. like a power reading where you may still get the right answer, but it may not be given in, you know, in the way that you need it to be given to you. No, or you're not going to. You're not going to be given all of the options. Right. All the options, all the information, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that we sort of talked about having a little bit of fun here, which uh, was basically doing a bit of a three card reading. So are you up for doing yeah. something like that? Yeah. Okay, and cool. Yeah. So I'll just let our listener know at home how it's going to work and you can sort of set yourself up there. So the idea is basically that you think of a question, keep it light, keep it fun. <laughs> and Elsie's uh, uh, going to have card one, two or three. And then you think of the number. And then she's going to read to you your answer. And it's just a bit of fun. I love doing these. And uh, why do you think that these work, Elsie? It's kind of, you know, we've got hundreds of people listening, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people listening. Hundreds of thousands of people, yes. So how is it that, you know, everyone who chooses number one can get the right card for them? Uh, you know, it's so Magic. funny because we when we do readings, we'll often find that the same card will come up for multiple people in that reading. And so that's... Um, yeah. We'll always laugh about it, but we'll also explain to those that are watching that because this card has come up numerous times, it has a message not just for the person that I'm reading for, it has a message for the collective, so take something from it yourself. And so that's how I think these sort of readings will work in that it, it will resonate with you and it's in a way that it's supposed to resonate. And so um, don't, I mean, it's still just a bit of fun though. Um, I still think there is something in it, but um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's funny how it works. It's funny how it's almost like your your higher self is tapping in and it'll hear the message that it needs to hear at that time. That yeah, sort of, I love that you're yeah. saying that because if you talk for three minutes about each card, I might only really properly hear like one phrase and that might be mm. the exact phrase that I need to hear. Whereas somebody else listening may hear a completely different phrase and someone mm. else may hear the whole thing and someone else may only pay attention to the card and have their own interpretation. So actually it's kind of cool when you think about it in terms mm. of you know, everything that you're saying are little excerpts. You may even say one word that's a trigger word or that's somebody going, mm. well, that's my spirit guide, you know, confirming my decision I'm making right now. Yeah, so yeah. I love that. That's, yeah. that's fun. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's go. If you've chosen one, two or three, um, I'm going to read number one right now. And yep. so we have the Wheel of Fortune, which is a wonderful card. Um, so the Wheel of Fortune, the Tarot, symbolizes the idea that things are always in motion and change is constant. So it suggests that there will be ups and downs in life. 
but everything happens for a reason and is part of a greater pattern or a greater plan. So when life takes a sudden turn, just remember to embrace the change and trust that it will work all work out in the end. Okay, so we have card number two. So this one is the Six of Swords. And Six of Swords is all about moving on from drama. So it shows that you're about to leave or you're leaving a tough situation behind and heading towards calmer water. Here's so we've got the rough water and then the calmer water. So you're, you're moving towards a calmer and a happier place. Um, so this card can often also signify a journey or a transition, um, one that is leading you towards healing and a better future. I think it's a positive sign that change is on the way and things are about to get better in, in life. So number two, also positive. Um, so number three, we have the nine of pentacles. No pentacles is like saying, yes, queen, I've got this. Like she's just, she's so powerful in her own right and she's a very um, independent person. Um, so this card kind of makes you feeling good about yourself and your achievements and you're really ready to enjoy life. Um, it's a sign that you're living your best life and and it's also a sign that you're um, proud of what you've accomplished. So enjoy it. I love that. And you didn't plan to have three positive cards. It just worked no, out like no, that. No, no, it did. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I test yeah, you my, for a second? My deck is a oh, bit, go ahead. My deck, you know, it's it's reversals and stuff as well. So we're, we're very fortunate. Can you choose a card that sometimes is negative and how would you explain it to someone in a positive way? Like, let's pretend you pulled the tower card there for. Okay. I love the tower card. Love the tower. Yeah. Um, because the tower is all about sudden change. And so we can't, uh, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be bad change. Like, of course, sudden change is always uncomfortable for people because we um, are creatures of comfort and of, of, um, of uh, things being the you know the same, um, being in your um, what is it? What's the word? Your um, comfort zone, comfort sort of thing. Zone. So yeah, yeah, sort of um, people just don't like change. So when it comes, when the tower comes in, it comes in hard and fast. So it's it is a shock and it's never pleasant because it it you know it just happens so fast. So yeah. um, that card that card can be read negatively when it can come to losing a job, being made redundant, ending a relationship. I always make sure that we read beyond that. We go, okay, this thing is coming. It's ending. Let's see what what that has left room for to come into your life. So mm. see it as an ending. As we say, door closes, window opens. That's what we need to focus on, not, not the sudden end. Just be aware of it. Know it's coming. Um, but then also look forward to what you'll bring into your life because these endings happen for a reason it's to put you put you on your right path so if you had the tower card could you then look at multiple routes that they could take and how can you decipher what that looks like how you yeah. know do you have a card that says you're going to get a job in a movie theater or you're going to get a job as a receptionist or you're going to go on welfare for a while or you're going to go back to school you know how do all the cards tell you that kind of in depth or is that where the psychic ability also comes in that's the psychic ability for sure i mean you could look at the suit based off um, personality type to see what type of career that that suit would be more inclined to have um, right so that, that's one way of indicating it um yeah so that so yeah i would have to say that would be one way um psychic ability is definitely something that would come in um based on personality type so whatever cards are revealing themselves about that person or whatever card that person 
has um, shown to be, like that is their card in the reading. Um, you would then go on to say, all right, let's look at uh, different um, opportunities and what what that looks like if you then pursued that op different opportunity and you would sort of go from there. Right. So would you say that having a tarot reading with you is an uplifting and empowering experience because you're helping the person to navigate any potential challenges and you're showing them, hey, this is how you can find a route that is going to serve your highest potential? Yes, always. You will always be given uh, options and, um, you know, like the roadmap that's going to take you to where, where you want to be and what you want to man manifest. Um, there are... Um, yeah, it, it is like a planning session on how to get where you want to be. So what you do with that after the reading is up to you, but you'll be given a very clear direction of, of where to go and what would be the best next step. Mm -hmm. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. So I know that, you know, we're kind of wrapping up here. Is there anything in the realm of tarot that I didn't ask you? And then we'll talk a little bit about your, um, your books as well, because I know you have a range of books available for children. Yes, no, I think I think we we covered it quite extensively. Um, I'm yeah, really happy about all the subjects that you brought up. Okay, wonderful. So now let's talk about your book. So you have a series of books. I have to tell you, even though you're my BFF, I haven't read them because they're supposed to be scary and I don't like <laughs> scary stuff. And, and so, I even sent them to you for Christmas. I know, and I have one here and it's just absolutely <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. It. And I, it's, you know, it's signed by the author and everything. Oh, no, it's not signed by the author, actually. The Oh, yeah, it is signed by the... Good, I thought for a minute I just read a card that said, no. <laughs> signed by the author. So uh, for me, I don't... You know, scary stuff is... I avoid yeah. it, as you know. Yeah. So how yeah. scary is scary? All right. Uh, all right, so... Can I handle it? You can handle it. I definitely think... And I would love to know what you think because, you know, your opinion is, is held on the highest regard for me. Um I don't think you'd be scared, no, because it's aimed at, a, at at between the ages of seven to twelve, probably around that sort of goosebumps age. So okay. I think you'd be fine. All right, I'll give it a go then. I'll give it a go because I want to. Yeah. You know, I'm all about it. I just I thought to myself, you know what, scary stuff. I just avoid it. So <laughs> what's the what's the inspiration for the books? Did you yep. you know always want to be an author? How did this sort of happen for you? Okay, so I, I have created uh, what I call the Supernatural Screamer series, and it started with Bowen and the Witches, which was inspired by my five-year-old son, Bowen. So that's, that's what has started this, is him. Um, and, uh, but also because of my love of everything, like supernatural, scary, spooky, magical. Yeah. Um, so with my books, I, um, I tie together the supernatural magic and creative storytelling in a way that helps anyone dip their toe into feeling a little bit spooky um nice. so yeah it's it's definitely aimed at a younger audience so there's no jump scares or anything too scary um and i have got i've got a following so i know this i get to, i get feedback from these seven-year-olds that tell me that they can't wait for the next book and they're hanging out and they've read it a thousand times and so my second book camp creep um is is out as well um, and both of these books became um, amazon uh, number one bestsellers so i'm very proud of them um and um yeah so i'm currently working on a sequel to bowen and the witches yeah, bowen and the witches because this, these are both standalone uh okay. stories yeah wonderful so elsie my sister how can people get a hold of you and actually just before you do that i do want to let our listener know at home that we are the co-founders of the afterlight institute 
And coming up in May, we are going to be having a, an incredible Afterlight Institute online expo. So definitely, you know, follow us on social media so you can keep abreast of all of that information and, and all those amazing contributors because it's going to be, and I want to say it's going to be an affair to remember, but I feel like I need to have oh, some sort of more magical will. thing in there. Yeah, it's going to be so good. It will. So many, so many amazing teachers and leaders yeah. in the spiritual industry and um, all very diverse and, and every, every, every teacher is bringing something completely different to the table and i'm very excited to um be joining them in, on the in this expo i'm very privileged to be able to be spending yes. time with them over that weekend yes i agree okay so how can people get a hold of you you've alluded to being on tiktok we've yep. alluded to the fact that we do lives together so how can people get a vip special reading from you or maybe they just want to dip their toe in the water and test you and check you yep. out on tiktok or on facebook how can they do that sure very easy. Um, you just go jump on over to lclake.com. That's where you'll find all of my touch points, all of my social media touch points. You can book in a private reading with me on that um, that page. And you'll also see all the times that I'll be going live on social media. Also search for Elsie Lake on Amazon for the books. And that's E-L-S-E-A Lake. Yes. L-A-K-E. Thank you that's so right. much, my Thank sister. You. It was just great having you here and love you it very much. Wonderful. I love you. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.